is WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Since 1983, I think I've been that this too long. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Upfront program uh, for this uh, Wednesday. I want to thank our guest yesterday. He was an interesting guy. Um, uh, and he, um, you know, we used to work for uh, Governor uh, Don Kacheri and uh, tell us, uh, told us about a few stories. Maybe when we interview uh, Scott in a few moments, maybe we can get him to tell us a few stories unrelated to running for council. Because I'm sure uh, in his experience, he's probably had a few interesting ones. Anyway, his name, uh, just for the record, um, is uh, Aaron Gukian. And uh, he is uh, running for lieutenant governor. And he is on the Republican side. We already had uh, the current lieutenant governor in for an interview. Uh, and we had a couple of her uh, candidates running in the primary. And that is going to be an interesting race. Right now it's a five-way race on the Democrat side in the primary. And uh, so um, will Sabina Matos uh, be able to survive that? Or will one of the other candidates, um, you know, rise in the primary and knock her off? Don't know about that. We'll find out. Anyway, um, so uh, Aaron was here yesterday and he did a nice job. Nice interview. As did Stephen Pryor, our Commerce Secretary formerly, who was here on Friday. He did a nice job uh, talking about his race for General Treasurer of the State of Rhode Island. Now, as we've been announcing all through the month of July and August, September, October, we're going to be uh, bringing in the candidates. Uh, yesterday, we talked to uh, Helena Folks, candidate for uh, governor, and uh, she'll be coming in uh, just a few days, and we'll be chatting about uh, her candidacy. Uh, Dan McKee's already been here. Uh, Nellie Gobia was here uh, about 10 days ago, and so uh, we're getting a pretty good idea of how the candidates are doing. And if uh, Dan McKee were in studio with me right now, uh, he probably wouldn't be too happy about uh, the latest numbers. And um, maybe that's going to be my first question for uh, Scott, uh, our guest this morning. According to a new survey from Morning Consult, only 38% of the voters say they approve of uh, the job performance of Dan McKee, the lowest rank or the lowest mark of any incumbent governor in the country. So the Providence Journal headline is simple. McKee has the lowest approval rating in the country, according to an online survey. All right. So in studio with us is uh, is Scott McKee. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm good. All right. And um, so he, uh, the reason we asked him to join us is because he was one of those candidates that uh, got his uh, nomination papers signed correctly and uh, brought them to the Board of Canvases. And uh, now is a bona fide official candidate, Mike Narducci, who is manager of the Board of Canvases for the city of Woonsocket, sent us the quote-unquote official list yesterday. Oh, wow. And you're right there, All Scott. Right. <laughs> right. So my first question had to do with uh, McKee, not so much uh, the, the story, but um, are you a big uh, believer in surveys and, um, and especially Internet uh, companies uh, ranking things and so forth? I am actually not. Yeah. Um, and and it, I just go by what, you know, what I do as far as surveys. I don't do a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, I saw that this morning, too. And they said they interviewed, uh, well, they took a poll. It was like 461 people. Yeah, not many. That's yeah. not many people. Yeah, you know? 431. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's his first mistake of the morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's I thought it was 461. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm not a big believer in the, that anyway. I don't like taking on online surveys, really. Um, and I mean, it's just an opinion, really. Sure. That's yeah. all we were looking for. Yeah. So uh, what we're going to be doing uh, in the months uh, ahead is uh, calling in uh, the candidates on all levels, uh, whether they're running for school committee or uh, city council. Um, and in this particular case... Um, there won't uh, be a primary uh, here in Woonsocket because uh, we don't have enough candidates to drive a primary. So people will see you on the ballot in November. And um, you, uh, I don't know if you, uh, I, I don't think it's actually been published yet. I know we ran the story uh, that Denise Sierra, who is a sitting council member, 
did not return her papers. And so as a result, uh, she won't be uh, on the ballot. And so that means um, there'll be some new faces on the Woonsocket City Council. And you could uh, be one of them. So, Scott, uh, first question in the morning. Um, uh, why uh, did you decide with uh, real estate and, and um, shall we say, um, I would say restaurant business background, right. uh, why would you do this? What's wrong with well, you? Yeah, right. I've gotten that quite a bit, actually. What's wrong with you? What are you thinking? Um, throughout the city, it's kind of funny. Um, I've always believed, when I, it's, I look at it as like when I sell a condominium. I always tell people, I said, you, well, you want to go to those meetings. You want to preferably be on those boards. And basically, you know, when I sell someone a condominium, I said, one day they're going to come out with a gallon of pink paint. And they're painting your uh, condominium and you didn't know about it. So I like to be um, informed. So, and I also feel like I got the experience to, you know, with the real estate in, I, I got my thumb on one socket, um, just the experience to, you know, know, know what's available, trying to bring in business, um, you know, and all that, all those things really. But also being involved, I think is important. And I, I'm basically driving around all day in real estate and talking to people so I can inform people also, besides just the radio. Scott, uh, I, uh, I didn't, no offense taken. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first uh, person that I encountered uh, when uh, you announced said, uh, well, he doesn't live in Woonsocket, he lives in North Smithfield. I said, no, he lives in Woonsocket. So tell us a little bit about that. How did you discover uh, and why did you discover a property in, in Woonsocket? All right, so I'm on Winter Court. Um, I had the property for sale a few years ago. And um, truthfully, it's just such a beautiful property. Um, I'm actually more of a contemporary fan, but this is built in 1902. Uh, during COVID, I got bored, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I knew I didn't sell that house. The people weren't very motivated. Uh, nice people, by the way. And I just decided I think it would be a cool house to live in. And, you know, I wanted to do some work to it and, you know, change the taste. But it's my area of work anyway. So... I thought I'd uh, give it a shot. And I always, I always felt like Woonsocket got kind of a bad name for no reason, mm -hmm. you know. So um, I bought that house in May last year. And I've been working on it for basically the last year. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to, I'm still, I'm still trying to get into the, the politics and like fi trying to find out what's going on in the city. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's going to take me a little bit. But basically I'm on the streets all the time and I can see what's out there. So I feel like, you know. That's why I'm running to it. But, um, yeah, so I've been there a year, a little over a year, and um, I like it. I think it's, it's a great place. Did you feel a call to the city council because things were running so, uh, so badly? Or did you feel that maybe uh, uh, just a, a, you know, having a different uh, perspective uh, from the council? Uh, yeah, it's not even, I wasn't, to be honest, not even following it enough mm -hmm. to, to know that. Um, and that's why, you know, I had to catch up on everything. Mm -hmm. right. um, it was just more or less like I want to be in tune with it and I want to, you know, try to help out if I can. Um, in North Smithfield, I, was, I did, uh, you know, the North Smithfield Task Force. I did, you know, the Pumpkin Fest and things like that. I just like to be involved. I like to be busy. So, um, and I just like to keep informed and keep people informed. And I, I mean, I think as a realtor, you find like people use this as a resource a lot. So, you know, they're asking you... Uh, you know, contractors, they're asking you for this and that and what's coming to this location, that location. So I just keep, I feel like I'll just have a better pulse on it. Mm -hmm. so. Let's talk about real estate um, um, and connect it uh, to the city council. One of the things uh, that I notice about the council meetings is almost on every agenda. And let me pull one over here. Uh, I keep the, well, why I keep these files, I don't know. Um, so it seems like at almost every council meeting... The council has to um, has to re um, uh, has to vote so that the city can give back money to property owners whose property was revalued, and then uh, uh, and then they were able to prove to uh, the board of assessors that the revaluation was done wrong, and uh, they paid their taxes, and now they're due for uh, a rebate. And uh, I don't know if you had much uh, experience with revaluation companies in North Smithfield or know about much of them in, in one socket. But I think that's going to be an issue that uh, you might have to uh, deal with, the uh, revaluation companies and, and how accurate they are in terms of uh, pegging the, uh, the right prices. 
Right. Any comment? Um, yeah, I was actually on the Assessor's Board of Review in North Smithfield. So. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, I'm not overly familiar as far as what, you know, what backlash should I get in one socket over that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I saw some evaluations. People, when they came in in one socket, had called me. And, you know, in, in some cases I'm saying, okay, I'll, I'll give you that money for that house if you want to, you know. It's just kind of funny because they were actually pretty close, I thought, for the ones that called me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of how that goes anyways, you know. When you're selling your house, it's worth a million, but when the assessor comes in, it's worth 300 and you're trying to prove how, how it's not valuable kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, it, again, that's like every situation. You have to look at every single situation and make sure it makes sense as far as that goes for, for assessments. But, yeah, I was on the assessor's board of review, and, you know, I've dealt with that quite a bit. Well, Zocket uh, Real Estate... Um you uh, you bought a piece of real estate here in here in Woonsocket. Uh, do you think that uh, people and this is a real estate question, not a city council question, but do you think people get a better deal when they're uh, outside of the area and they're looking in uh, this general region, uh, even with the higher prices on real estate, do they get a, a good bang for their buck when they buy in Woonsocket? Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. As far as when I always tell people, you know this. You get a better bang for your buck in one socket. They also have a, a reputation, I don't know, just people just talking more than anything, not knowing of high taxes. And I don't find my... I lived in Johnston also, and um, Johnston, my taxes were, you know, for a house half the size were, you know, more money, $2,000 more money as mm-hmm. far as taxes go. So I, I do feel you get more for your buck in one socket as far as, you know, the, the house itself, the value. That answer suggests suggests to me that, um, uh, based on what you said about Johnston, that when it's all said and done, when you write out the check or have it uh, taken out of your checking account, that when socket real estate taxes uh, are not all that bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are going to disagree with me, yeah, but, yeah, but I have to tell you that. From my experience, and again, people that call me because I get that a lot. You know, they want a market analysis so they can bring it to their. You know, when when they were disputing it, um, I've honestly felt like they've been really good. Actually, as mm-hmm. far as pretty much on, you know, um, and I know they're adjusting tax rates. They do when they you know reassess and things mm-hmm. like that. Anyways, but um, no, I I really I don't think the taxes are an issue. Really, mm-hmm. we don't want them to go up. Certainly, so we need to bring in you know whatever business we can. Um, and a lot of people just, it's pretty funny because I, again, being new to the city, even though I have my thumb on the, you know, on the real estate end of it, going out there and talking to people, just getting signatures. It was interesting. It took me forever to get a hundred signatures, by the way, because I stopped at every house for like an hour. So I had to, <laughs> I had to start working on that. But, uh, we talked about like, um, you know, Diamond Hill and the plazas and things like that. But I also have to be familiarized with all of those things, mm-hmm. you know, as far as what's going on, what, what we can bring in there and things like that. And, you know, whether it's incentives or whatever, um, you know, just definitely want to do that. Now, when you decided to um, run for council, did you get a call from uh, the mayor saying, well, why don't you run for council? Or did you get a call from a council member call run for council? Or did you just do this on your own? Well, I, I go to the city hall quite a bit just to, um, you know, I, I, you know, whether I'm doing homework, deeds, things like that. So I'm always talking to people at the city hall anyways. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I had talked to the mayor, too. And, um, you know, she thought I'd, it would be a good fit for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, definitely throughout the, the city hall, I talked to a bunch of people. And they were like, you should try it. You know, at first, honestly, I was like, ah, I don't I don't really have the time, so on and so forth. But I, I you can always make the time if mm-hmm. you want to, you know. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So uh, do you think you have a pretty good feeling of what? Or kinds of responsibilities and time responsibilities uh, the uh, the job will uh, will take? Yeah, I've talked to um, previous members mm-hmm. th- and things like that. So, uh, And they said that, you know, it, you got to count on pretty much every Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You know, they said it's they say it's two days a, a, a month, but it's actually more with special meetings and things like that. So I'm going to have to take away from my fun, but I think I can do it. Did you ever think of running in North Smithfield for political office? So never, you, never, never, no. And it's not that nothing against North Smithfield. I just was always kind of like against politics. Like I just didn't want. I'm not against it. I just didn't really want to do it. Um, and I just got kind of excited in one socket. I guess I don't know. I guess I got older, more mature. What can I say? 
<laughs> One of our listeners uh, says, uh, Roger, how come you didn't ask for a biographical sketch? Is he from this area originally? All right. How about a biographical sketch? And are you from this area originally? Are you from Kansas? I was, I was born right at Landmark uh, on uh, Cass Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's where I was born. And I was brought up in North Fairfield mm-hmm. my whole life. All right. Uh, graduated in North Fairfield High School. And, um, you know, I was actually going, you know, a little bit above the resume plumbing family. So my brother's the plumber at Bryant University. My nephew's a plumber. My other brother's a plumber. My brother Timmy was the principal in North Fairfield. But um, I was going to plumbing school. I went to Davies Vogue, and that's what I was going to do. And um, when I hit 19, I was on the plumbing truck at 12. And, you know, literally all summer, I got paid not much, though. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just, you know, be on that plumbing truck. But I, when I hit 19, I was like, you know what, I just got kind of bored with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and working with family was kind of tough. I got, like, the crappy jobs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, and, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, so from there, I got into the restaurant business, and the restaurant business, Bugaboo Creek, you know, which was Capitol Grill and all of those companies, and Joe's American Bar and Grill in Boston, and I just went through all of that for years. Then bought into Gators, Gators Pub, which I still own with my brother Tommy. Um, and, yeah, that's it. I'm, I've been in this area the whole time. And Northern Rhode Island is in real estate is my specialty, too, so it's just, this is my area. So um, you still have an interest in Gators, and um, you uh, you sell real estate, yep. and uh, you would like to be on the council. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. We have a call. I just feel like I can help. Yeah, let's see what somebody has to say here. Uh, the upfront program. Uh, I think all the dials are in place. How are you doing today? Hi, hi. How Good. are you? Good. What's your question, uh, Scott? Uh, Two part question. Who today? Uh, is your favorite town councilor? And second part is, uh, do you have a socialist or a capitalist approach to government? Okay, we'll, uh, we'll go to that. First of all, uh, he wants to know uh, your favorite council member. So we'll take North Smithfield first. Do you have a favorite council member yeah. in North Smithfield? <laughs> then we'll go to Woonsocket. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't really have a favorite member of the council. Uh-huh. You know, and, and truthfully, it would be fair, unfair for me to say, mm-hmm. oh, this is my favorite member because... Mm-hmm. I don't know them all, right. so you know that's. I really don't have an answer for that. Okay, and the second question is, and a lot of people are are concerned uh, about the uh, shall we say the the political views of of candidates, especially on the national level. Uh, they want to know whether they're progressives or liberals or conservatives or or whatever. Um, I'm I'm not so sure how much that plays a part uh, locally, but anyway. Are you, um, as a caller uh, was asking, uh, do you have a like a, a political mindset that um, people should be aware of before you before they go into the voting machine and vote for no, you? No, no, not really. I mean, I that's another question that's kind of I, I say vague because I am kind of I, I want to say I'm street smart, mm-hmm. you know. So anything that comes before me, I look at each situation. I'm not gonna. You know, if, if the whole council disagreed with me, they disagree with me, but it's my belief, I'm just mm-hmm. going to, you know, say it. If the mayor says, you know, do that, you know, I think this is the right way, that's the right way, and I think it's another way, we're going to just say, hey, we're going to agree to disagree, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's not really a, a certain way on that, mm-hmm. you know. All right. Does that, uh, is that, does that answer your question? Yeah, kind of? I, well, I, I, I think um, it pretty much is the way I would handle things if I were elected yeah. to the council. Uh, uh, I take it issue by issue. Like, for exactly. instance, uh, I'll give you a, a, an example of what people are talking about uh, that would apply locally. So somebody uh, comes before the, the city council and they uh, get before the microphone and say, I want you seven members of the city council to reduce the funding of the Woonsocket Police Department by $200,000 because we don't need more police officers. We need less. That would be the issue of defunding the police. Right. And there's a, you know what? There are some people in uh, in government that would say, uh, that's a good idea. We need less police. So therefore, what would you say to that? Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's what um, the caller was saying. Trying to figure out where your ideology goes on a topic like that. On a topic like that. Yeah. So... I, I'll tell you, even just going out and signing papers, I, I was asked, I, you know, do you support the police department? Do you support the fire department? Um, obviously, they're, they're very important to the city. I mean, everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I said, that's kind of a, a, another one of those questions. Do I support it? Well, what's the question, really? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course, I support having them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if they want to spend a bazillion dollars and it doesn't make sense, I would say at that time, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense, you know? But, I mean, to say support firefighters, support police officers, absolutely, right? I mean, yeah. do I support city workers, everybody? Do I support right. Roger? Yeah, I support Roger, too. Right. It's like asking you the question, are you a supporter of public education? (laughs) I think we all are, right? Exactly, exactly. Let's take another caller here. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Scott McGee is with us, wants to be on the council. Hello there. You got a question? Hi. Hi. You're not going to ask him what... Wait a minute. Hold on a second. This is... Scott, this is one... Hold on. Uh, Let me have some fun with you. Scott, this is one of our regular callers, and he is... um, He's interested in energy... And um, and, he, and he's particularly interested in nuclear energy, but I have the feeling today's call is not about that topic, right? Right. What I'm talking about now, something else I've done. I owned an apartment building for 20 years, yeah. and they screwed up my roof. Yeah. And I, my son-in-law from Florida said, you know, in Florida, they would have come here and arrested everybody on the job. Yeah. And they wouldn't have left till the roof was done right. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to do with these contractors that come in? My, a friend of mine is mm-hmm. in court, has been in court right now for a porch, yeah. not being done right. The contractor standing next to him in the court. Uh, stop screaming not- now, uh, otherwise my eardrums. I think that I have a hearing deficiency because of previous phone calls from you. But anyway, don't make Yeah, I would say call the, the yeah. board of uh, contractors. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the and answer, then, uh, probably- right. I think we get the, uh, I, I, I think we get the gist of the question. The board of contractors doesn't do anything. Yeah. The board of contractors told me he's going to change his name and open the business again right. under another name in a week from now. What are you going to do? What All right, you relax for a few seconds while I ask him a question. So I'm not quite sh- I don't think this is a city council question. Uh, because I don't think uh, just relax in the background there. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get to the question. Yeah. yeah, get to the bottom of this. So I don't think it's a city council question. Um, I don't think this, uh, but so, so therefore it might be a state question, and uh, and so therefore you're running yeah, for I council. Know, I know as a fact it, it yeah. is board of uh, contractors, mm-hmm. and they 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 are. I've seen it, you know, where they enforce it and take licenses away, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like you need an attorney more than anything else on that one. I'm just wondering, local council, we can't come up with local ordinances for that? No, I don't think we could. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, well, I thought maybe we could. I yeah. mean, we come up with local ordinances for a lot of yeah. other things. That'd be a yeah. mayor question, I think. Yeah. I'm not really sure if that can be changed. Right. That uh, That's something that I'm new to. So, you know, I, I'm experienced right. in what you're talking about. And I know the Board of Contractors right. is good about that. So, um, but as far as actually... So my knowledge on this topic, uh, having interviewed um, uh, public officials, is that the, the local um, inspection divisions of, uh, of cities like uh, Woonsocket or even Osmondfield... They have to go by state law. So they're in a municipality. They're in Woonsocket. They're in North Smithfield. They're in Lincoln. They're in Johnston. Uh, but it's not like the Johnston Town Council can say, Here are the, here's the way to uh, handle uh, a roofing uh, issue. No, it, it isn't done that um, way. If but, I may. Yes, if you may. The roofer was actually told to pay me back. Mm-hmm. I never got any money. Yeah. He was still doing business under a different name. Nothing happened. Yeah. And I think if we can't handle it at a state level, maybe we can come up with some local uh, municipality rules. Because I know we have a local court. I know if you get a t- speeding ticket in one socket, you don't go to the state. You come to one socket court. Yeah, and that's I don't right. see why we couldn't come up with some laws for these contractors locally. Because I tried to work on it in the state level and nothing happened. And if you get a, a, a building... Uh, inspection violation that's still handled in the Woonsocket court but the point is and I uh, I just want to end this call with you the point is that the rules that the building inspectors go by um, are usually uh, legislated by state legislators so if Scott were running uh, when when uh, for for a state representative or state senator uh, then uh, I think uh, this is a, a more legitimate question for uh, for them. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be talking to a state senator. He's coming in this morning to uh, uh, talk about uh, advertising for his well, Senate campaign. And I'm going to ask him about it. Yeah, and I think yeah. if I was on the council, I could help with something like that as far as pointing you in the right directions, mm-hmm. basically. 
Hey, appreciate your call. Thank you very much. And uh, so uh, today he was, um, you know, he was a pr- he's also a property owner. And property owners have to uh, fix their properties and then they have to deal with contractors. And the question is um, about uh, how contractors are regulated. Now, I can tell you uh, in Woonsocket, um, contractors are probably more under state jurisdiction, but the people who hold liquor licenses are under Woonsocket City Council jurisdiction. And if you're elected, Scott, to uh, the Woonsocket City Council, you not only become a council member, but you become uh, the um, board of licensed commissioners. You become a commissioner to handle uh, liquor licenses. I was just wondering um, about liquor licenses. In Woonsocket, it used to be we, we would... Uh, uh, they were at a premium. There was, certain, there, sure. was a, or there was a ceiling on how many liquor licenses you could have. and um, But that's gone away. If somebody wants a beer and wine license, they pretty much, when Soccer City Council will say, you know, if you don't have any problems and you pay all the fees, you get it. The, is Northsmithfield, do they have a, a we ceiling? Had, we also had a cap on that, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if they still do. Uh-huh. Honestly, Butterville didn't, though. I know Butterville is just like when Socket is now. Mm-hmm. So if you're opening something up and they agree with it and you pay the fees, you're fine. Right. Um, no, so if you only had a certain amount, too, I, I think Providence only has a certain amount also. Right. I think in uh, in a couple of our neighboring Massachusetts towns, I'm, I'm thinking more uh, of Bellingham in particular. I think they, uh, I think getting a liquor license there is like... Uh, you know, a major, a major, yeah. <laughs> a, a major event. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so that's uh, one of the responsibilities. Are you willing to take that responsibility absolutely. on? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> are, are you willing to punish um, a uh, a liquor license holder who, uh, you know, is it depends staying, on the situation. Staying open until two yeah. o'clock in the morning. They do the wrong thing. Yes. All right. right. You are. All right. So, um, so. Each interview with the candidates uh, varies. I mean, if we have a Woonsocket um, member of the city council running for re-election and that person has already served two or three terms, it's a different interview. Absolutely. Be- right, because we uh, we ask them questions about, you What's know... the current co- events? Current right? events, sure. Uh, current events. So, so uh, with the the uh, campaign of, uh, of Scott McGee here for Woonsocket City Council, I'm going to summarize what I think... You're all about stuff right now. It looks like um, it looks like you trust you. Yeah. Well, um, you can like contradict (laughs) me, or you can say no. You got it wrong. But it looks like you um, um, found a piece of real estate here in Woonsocket. You you bought it. Um, You seem to uh, enjoy being in in the community. Uh, You when you were in North Smithfield, you served uh, on various boards and activities there, and you said, uh, "I think uh, I'd like to get involved in Woonsocket." in Woonsocket life, and a good way to do that would be on the city council. You can take it from there if uh, that's a decent summary. You, you summed it up, really. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Again, just being involved in, um, you know, keeping taxes stable, I would say, you know. I, I, they say lower taxes. I don't think that's actually feasible, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we bring in a ton of business, but again, until I'm in, in that seat and, you know, get all of the scoop, mm-hmm. um, you know, because you don't get it all on the outside, so... You have to get it all on the inside, and then hopefully uh, we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let you get away that easy because another another caller wants to ask a question. So do you have something for Scott you'd like to ask him? Yes, good morning, guys. Yeah. So I am going to ask this question. I want to preface it. I just want to put a little context. I, I know that this is something that does not really fall into the purview of the, of the city council. Yeah. And I think normally the, the answer would be, well, it's not our thing. I think that the when Sox City Council and all city councils should definitely weigh in on issues like state issues, like federal issues, like school committee issues. I think they can absolutely pass resolutions and proclamations and oppose things and uh, support things on the state level. So that's why I do want an answer from you, because I want to know where you stand on this. I don't even know you're not running for school committee. And I have asked more than one candidate on this, and I want to know where you stand on the state trying to basically push soft pornography in elementary school, first, uh, second, third grade kindergarten. And I think that if you're going to be on the on the city council, that's something you should take a position on. And I just I don't want you to say, well, that's a school committee thing. I want, you know, I'd like you to say, hey, look, this is where I would ask. And I think the city council should uh, weigh in and, t- and let the school committee know where the residents feel on this. You know, so what do you think about that? And this is a real thing. This is going to happen. And uh, 
the state is going to force this. And I think I, I think that the city council should 100 percent oppose it. And I think that in particular should call out the um, the legislators that are pushing this. I mean, there's no way we should have pleasure based sex education in kindergarten and first grade. So uh, that's all I have, Scott. I'll let you take it. Well, before you even attempt that one, <laughs> I've got good news for you, Scott. Um, <clears throat> having uh, interviewed members of the school committee, I can tell you that Paul Borget, chairman of the Woonsocket School Committee, and, uh, and the rest of that body uh, are aware of this topic, are aware of this issue, and when no uncertain terms, Mr. Borget has said, there will never be uh, that kind of uh, that kind of thing happening in Woonsocket uh, public schools. So even though the caller didn't want want you to uh, use the answer, well, that's a school committee issue. The school committee is really tuned in on that particular topic, and and uh, when uh, Superintendent, um, I'm getting all these people. McGee's and McKee's and so forth. But anyway, when the superintendent uh, was here, Patrick McGee, uh, he too reiterated that the curriculum of Woonsocket Public Schools uh, will not permit anything like that to happen. So now, getting back to uh, the caller, um, I guess the, the fair question would be if, in fact, a school committee uh, didn't uh, protect the children from that kind of stuff, would a member of the council, like uh, Scott McGee yeah. on the council, say, hey, school committee, um, you have a responsibility? Yes, absolutely. And I, I agree with the caller, too, on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's just young, and that just seems silly, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, if, I, if, I had, if I could, yes, I would. I would lean in on that, right. no doubt. If that answers the question, I'm on your side, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. Um, here's one from a listener. Uh, here's a, a question that you don't know the answer to. As a matter of fact, I don't even know the answer to it. Uh, but uh, she wants to know, uh, how do you feel about the new River Walk project? Now, what we're talking about, uh, you, there, there's an individual in this community, uh, and he has proposed, I'm, I'm trying to find my notes on it so that at least I could... Uh, be fair. There's yeah, a, unfortunately, I'm not overly familiar with that. Yeah, but uh, there's a guy that wants to uh, redevelop uh, the area where River Island Park is here in Woonsocket. And, and he's got a committee, and they've been meeting and, and so forth. The mayor Does Paulette have something to do with that, too? She must know about it. Uh, yeah, Paulette Hamilton. Yes. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, she knows about it uh, and, and so forth. Anyway, uh, it is... Um, She'll fill me in right. on it. it is a, it's a question that... Uh, um, he can't answer because he's uh, not familiar with the project. But it is an, uh, an urban renewal project. It is a redevelopment project. It's a riverfront project. And um, there's um, some people who are for it. And then uh, the administration of Mayor uh, Baldelli Hunt is not excited about it. So it's a political political issue. Um, and, um, and so your homework, should you choose to accept, right. is... Uh, I will give I you. Go talk to the mayor on that one. I guess, huh? <laughs> right. right, she'll have to fill me in because I am not familiar with that. All right, she'll fill you in on it. All right, so we're going to have another call from another listener. Uh, I hope you're having a good time, or you're saying you're saying to yourself, <laughs> "Why did I agree to do this?" Oh, no, that's fine. All right, good. All right, um, so uh, what do you want to talk about today with Scott McGee? Just two yes or no questions. Yes or no. Two quick ones. All right, question number one. Are you a patriotic American? Are you a patriotic American? Are you a patriotic American? The other question? Do you believe in God and all his commandments? Okay, thank you. All right, so there's a caller. Uh, This is talk show. So so my question is, uh, as he put it, are you a patriotic American? Absolutely. Okay, do you believe in God? Well, you know, it's one of those things. I, I I, I I feel like when you talk about God, it's one of those things. Like if you, I feel like when people are sick, they believe in God, <laughs> you know, and they're praying and things like that. Um, I don't really get into the religion, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you think uh, religion is not part? No, no, of, no. Uh, I think it's important. Yeah. It, oh, or, I think it's important. Right. Yeah, but, it's important to, to everyone and you know what they believe in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. I think that's kind of like a personal thing. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Well, that caller wanted to know, and you are a candidate out there, so you're... I'm, I'm Catholic, Right, so. you're, you're, <laughs> you're going to... Uh, well, that kind of uh, answers a, uh, yeah, right? a certain part of the question for the caller. But anyway, um, this is the kind of thing uh, that um, that people are going to ask. Uh, you know, you, you run for uh, city council, and, um, and sometimes they want uh, answers to national questions. They want to know how you feel about um, the Supreme Court. They want to know how you feel about, feel about the right. price of gasoline. Can you can the Woonsocka City Council do anything about the price of gasoline? I don't think no, so. No, it right? sucks no matter what. Right. So uh, <laughs> right. There's, there's no way to, to get around that. Exactly. Hey, I think uh, we uh, we have, um, you know, uh, summarized what uh, your campaign is about. So uh, here it is, uh, July, and um, November is the election. And uh, so... Um, you uh, you live in the uh, North End, the fashionable North End. The fashionable North End. That's what yeah. I call it because uh, you're not too far from me. Uh, but uh, are you going to go out there and, and uh, do you believe in walking the streets? So you walk the streets to get your signatures. You're gonna, how, how are you going to get the message out that you're the guy for the um, council? You know, it, we've been talking about that too. And I, I don't really plan on going door to door, you know. Um, I'm always available for questions and things like that. Um, just, just promoting myself through, you know, I'm going to say like, I'm going to get some pens and things like that. Just the, you know, stuff that people make people think about me mm -hmm. with my phone number on it. So they can ask me questions and you know, how I'm going to answer them and what I'm going to do for the city and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, as far as door to door, I don't think so really. I, I haven't completely decided, but I don't feel this day and age people like people knocking on their door. You know, I don't like that cold call. I personally don't like it myself when someone just knocks on my door and starts talking, you know, so that's just, it's really not my style, and I, I people probably mostly agree with me on that. I don't think people like someone just knocking on their door. Mm -hmm. So now the interview is over, but I'm going to ask you a few real estate questions. Sure. Um, and um, every Friday, I have uh, at eight o'clock in the morning, uh, before I get to my guest on Friday, I always have a conversation with Bob Martin from Crossroads Real Estate sure. Group. Good guy. And we uh, we talk about. Um, real estate uh, conditions but it's him every week uh, I mean he uh, he's a, a, on that segment every time yep so uh, I just wanted to ask you um, from a different uh, real estate professional uh, a few questions about the Woonsocket market so um, has it cooled down as Mr. Martin has suggested it has he, he says it's absolutely yeah, there's a different vibe out there totally tell us about the vibe, vibe. it's a it's almost like two months ago, it, it almost felt like a crash almost, you know. Um, it was just once the interest rates went up. Uh, well, I mean, the buyers have been discouraged the last two years, you know, bidding, 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 not getting, not getting, not getting, you know, and then every once in a while getting lucky. But um, what we're finding now in, in my, you know, in my business is people are bidding on properties, getting them, panicking, having second thoughts, bailing out, you know, so... We, it's one socket too. It's the same thing. We've just been dealing with um, a lot of cold feet, and I think it's due to the pricing. Um, pricing stable yet, I think coming down too. Mm -hmm. So, um, but with the interest rates going up, they're not affording as much. So we've slowed down for sure, definitely. Uh, so your office uh, sends me the listings uh, every week. And uh, but a couple of months ago, there were no listings. <laughs> I know. Well, we had it. Last... That same house on. I know. The same last... property on Park Avenue. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm not mention which one it is. Yeah, right. Right. Um, we yeah we get it. We have to get a. Mm -hmm. You know, it, we we need inventory for sure. Right. Um. And but I do feel just with the market analysis I've been doing, like a lot of people calling to sell their properties. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I I'm telling them straight out, like the the, the boom is gone. Mm -hmm. You know that high price is already gone. Um, not to say you won't get a good price for your house, but because the inventory is still low, mm -hmm. uh, but that big boom is already gone, you know. So and yeah, we haven't had inventory, you know. And we we have a team of twelve, and you know we had you know no listings a lot of times, but right. once we got one, we'd sell it. That was the other thing too. We'd sell it in the same week, so you know. So the um, when the email came in last week, there were a few listings uh, out there. Right. So at least it's starting uh, to climb a little bit. Starting to climb. So prices are coming down. Are the interest rates still going up, or have they stabilized the last couple stabilized of weeks? Stabilized the last few weeks, um, but they're still, you know, almost double of what they were, mm -hmm. you know, uh, two years ago, year and a half ago. So you can you can tell that the you know the people that could afford a certain amount. We we have to requalify our buyers again. 
just to make sure that they're still qualified for a certain amount of dollars. Pleasure chatting uh, with you. And, I appreciate uh, you inviting me. Right. We're going to um, notice we didn't have any commercials, so we're going to catch up on some commercials here. And um, and then uh, wish you the best uh, in the election uh, in November. Appreciate and, that. Uh, welcome to Unsocket, and uh, nice to so have much. you. Uh, and if anyone has questions, I'm free to talk, too. So you're in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Good day Thank to you. Thank you very much. All right. Have there, a good day. All right. There he goes, Scott McGee, candidate in Sonica City Council. He's bona fide candidate. Uh, Mr. Narducci from the uh, Board of Canvases uh, sent us the list, and there was Scott on the list. Thank you. All right. Let's check in with uh, my good buddy Brian LaHousse uh, in Bellingham at uh, Grumpy's. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu, or honey jack chicken, or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having Having all the right answers. All right, thank you, Kayer Kasha, certified public accountants. Hi, everybody. This is the uh, upfront program for this Wednesday, and uh, Scott McGee is gone. I have a few advertisements that I want to catch up with. Our good friends at the Honey Shop—they're open uh, every day. And um, you, can you buy honey there? Yeah, yes, uh, they do. <laughs> they do sell honey, but the the name of the business. Uh, Probably doesn't uh, doesn't give all the uh, the credit to all the other things that uh, you can get at the honey shop. If you're interested in um, in a gift for somebody, uh, somebody's anniversary or wedding is coming up, yeah, the visit to the honey shop at 1300 Park Avenue in Socket is quite appropriate. Uh, there's a lot of uh, gift ideas there, and there's a lot of food ideas there, and they also do a lot of um, Seminars. Uh, we did one uh, a few months back ourselves and enjoyed it with uh, Kathy. And you too uh, can learn how to make Mexican food or learn how to make uh, Italian food. They have the Tuscany uh, food classes uh, coming up. So if um, you're interested in a nice gift or uh, interested in honey or their uh, signature product called Breathe, uh, Consider the Honey Shop at 1300 Park Avenue, right here in Woonsocket. And uh, their telephone number is 766-1488. And my slogan for uh, the Honey Shop, if you love food, you'll love us at the Honey Shop. All right. That's uh, commercial number one. We're, uh, again, catching up on a few ads here. So, um, oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, J.R., is going to lead me into the Roast House. J.R., you're on. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. How about trying the corn beef sub-melt at the Roast House? If you love corned beef like I do, uh, it's nicely sliced thin and then grilled with peppers and onions and mushrooms. And then they uh, they put it on a sub roll and some honey mustard is on top along with uh, sweet, uh, not sweet, Swiss cheese. And then they bake it. And then you have your choice of one of their sides, which could be... Uh, fries or coleslaw or the vegetable of the day, mashed potato or baked potato. I always go with the coleslaw. It's always freshly made at the roast house. 
right here in uh, Blackstone, Massachusetts. They'll be open at 11.30 this morning for your uh, convenience and for your luncheon convenience. So if you enjoy great, um, great food, you'll enjoy your visit to the Roast House. All right, here's another place uh, where you can get a nice gift. For all your decorating and gift-giving needs, look no further than the Toll Booth, 129 Main Street in Blackstone. Their quaint country gift shop offers candles, home decor, pottery, signs, flower arrangements, and a whole lot more. They offer an excellent assortment of locally made and made-in-America items. So stop in and be surprised. Summer store hours, Wednesday through Friday, 10 to 5, Saturday, 10 to 4. The Toll Booth, 129 Main Street in Blackstone, 508-876-8900. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Angelo's Palace Pizza in Cumberland is worth the visit. See our dinner, lunch, and bar menu. Additionally, we are constantly introducing new recipes, seasonal specials, and creative new cocktails. Booking an event? Let us help you celebrate your major milestone. The family room seats up to 60 guests. And customers love us. Greg and Lori wrote, always a memorable experience. Great atmosphere. Angelo's Palace Pizza, 133 Menden Road, Cumberland. Open seven days a week with live entertainment Saturday nights. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Okay, we are back to uh, the panel. And uh, the panel is uh, Roger and, and Jeff has joined us. And uh, Jeff has been uh, preparing for uh, his uh, next broadcast venture, which is the uh, Recipe for a Good Day program, which is heard every Wednesday. And... Um, and today, uh, I don't think you have Gary McLaughlin with you. I would volunteer uh, to uh, be on the program, but uh, I don't um, know anything about cooking. I do know how to make a tuna fish uh, salad sandwich grilled. Oh, no, no, not grilled. Toasted. Toasted. I, two toasts. Right, right, right. the toaster. <laughs> right. I put the toast in the toaster. I take the uh, tuna fish out of the can with the mayonnaise. I mix it up and slab it on. And there you go. I don't even cut the sandwich in half. I oh. just eat it. Right. <laughs> That's a good way to beat the heat, right. though. Those days are over for me, though. Um, but I'm not a, I can't help you on the, on the program. You're uh, yeah, solo we'll, this morning. We'll be solo, but we got a nice one today. And uh, we're going to focus on beating the heat in your kitchen. And uh, uh, I came up with that on my own, Roger. Uh, as uh, we notice, it's a hot week. Is that using the microwave instead of the oven? No, sometimes we're not even going to use that. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, some nice. Uh, of course, it's sunny day, so we got to have some lemonade talk. So we're going to talk about making our lemonade at home. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, roll-ups and sandwiches that are easy to make. Some salad boats, even a no-cook fresh tomato sauce. If you are a pasta lover, you don't have to give up your pasta just because summer's here. We're going to give you some slow cook recipes as well. We're going to talk about slow cooking drumsticks particularly as they are on sale for 99 cents a pound at all little general locations and we're going to give you some cool treats to enjoy whether it's a sweet treat or a dessert we're going to give you cool creamy watermelon pie and some uh, frozen yogurt discussion as well so we got a nice beat the heat summer edition ahead of recipe for a good day this is the upfront program brought to you by river falls you know river falls on wednesday has dinner for two for 44 dollars not 39 dollars yeah, the price went up. Uh, when has the price of anything stayed the same, right? I don't know if uh, you can name some. That would be a good trivia question. Anyway, dinner for two tonight, $44. And uh, that would be um, your super salad. And that would be a choice of a couple of entrees. And uh, then uh, that would be a choice of a dessert. And then you get uh, a bottle of wine or, or beer. It's a good deal for two people, including the wine. $44 at River Falls tonight. Tomorrow, the shrimp promotion is over, but the Tuesday promotion has been moved to Thursday. And that's um, the burgers. Uh, yeah, it's it's called the, the $12 special. And you get a burger and a beer at the same time. Have I tried it? Yes, I have. Is it a good deal? Yeah, because they give you so many choices of draft beer to choose from. I, I think they're like over 20 choices. And um, and so if you like um, if you like a, a good cold beer, and they do chill the glasses, so that when uh, when it comes, you you got cold beer and a great burger. 
And that's every Thursday night, $12. At River Falls, and of course, their regular menu uh, is always available. Closed Monday and Tuesday, open Wednesday through Sunday. And uh, yes, you can dine on the beautiful Blackstone River when you visit River Falls of Woonsocket. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Well, Mr. Jeff, we don't have much time, uh, but I don't know if you uh, had a topic that uh, at least you wanted to float out there. Well, you had said, you know, name something that hasn't risen in price. Yeah. And one thing popped in my mind in 29 years, WNRI ad prices. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Much to our chagrin. Much to our chagrin. <laughs> right. uh, here's something to keep it. Here's what to <laughs> watch. <is> funny. funny. <laughs> here's what to watch today. It is President Biden's and, and you know, like we have a president coming you know, through Rhode Island into Massachusetts. Here's the timeline. Uh, Air Force One expected to land a TF Green uh, in Warwick about 1.15 this afternoon. He'll arrive at Brayton Point around 1.55. Then he'll deliver remarks around 2.30 uh, and return to fly out of the ocean state at TF Green around 4.05. But with that may come some inconveniences. You'll notice on the roadways the president will be taken. There's temporary no parking on either side of the road. And uh, some closures may take place, especially around I-95 with both on and off ramps, obviously for security reasons. But it'll all be temporary as President Biden moves through. We have about a minute left, but the thing I was thinking about, uh, and this is not uh, anti-Biden, but this is going to be an extremely hot day. How do they get the president out of the limo and up the ramp and keep him cool while he makes those remarks on energy? Because uh, uh, this is uh, not good weather for uh, anybody, especially... uh, an older president like he is. I don't know how they do that. Yeah, well, they have these, uh, I don't know if they're going to use them, but in sports, they use misting water fans. Uh-huh. And uh, they use them in theme parks as well. All right. Well, maybe we should get some here. At the... No, I think we're already. No, it's cool enough. I got my right. coat on. Right. It's cool <laughs> enough. Hey, thanks for being with us here on the Upfront program today. Thank you, Scott McGee. And uh, we'll have all the candidates here all through the election season. This has been WNRI's Upfront. Presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380 WNRI Woonsocket.